you can damage your ability to receive help when you over talk one and then two you're not even exactly sure of what you need i was ready for my mindset to be changed i knew i had an issue and i wanted information that would help me change you're talking but you already have it made up in your own mind of what's the best course of action so you really don't need to be talking to myself eric or whoever you're addressing at that moment today's show is brought to you by organifi Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. We all know that we need to get those fruits and greens and vegetables and all that in our diets, guys, and here's a quick and easy way to get it. You just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What it do, y'all? What's going on? And Dr. Douglas Thomas. What's going on, fellas? Oh, blessed, man. No complaints early here in Chicago, but blessed. Oh, no, I still no, got well, that little baby frog. Early here, early here in Atlanta as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Carl was just on the phone like, man, I used to love when we could get these noon start-off times. Oh, but, man. You know, uh, schedules and all that other stuff, man, everybody busy. So we shall get this podcast to you one way or another. Um, but we are here and we are rocking. What's going on, fellas? Talk to me. Oh, shout-out to Toronto. I know they waiting on me to say that. Man. Everybody was hitting me. I'm like, yo, it is what it is. They, they won. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Half the Warriors team died during the series. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what you want me to say? You know what I'm saying? Like, no excuse. I'm just saying, like, no, I didn't, I ain't a fortune teller. I didn't know, you know, two or three best players were going down. And I'm not a Warriors fan, by the way, anyway. So I really didn't uh didn't mind. But congratulations to the Raptors for winning the NBA championship. Nobody saw that coming. Um, so you know, I, I always love an underdog story. Basketball always been dominated by dynasties. You know, you had the Celtics, you had the Lakers, you had the Bulls, you know. Um, Spurs. To some extent, I guess you got the Spurs, even though theirs seemed a little bit more spread out. But yeah, the Celtics. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You've always had, you know, kind of dynasties, the Lakers, three-peats. I don't know why that is in basketball, right? You think of all the three-peats and two-peats, I guess, once you get a little squad, you know, you're good to go. But you mentioned L.A., uh, LeBron. You know, with uh, Clay and KD, um, unfortunately, out for what looks like all the next year. You know, the Lakers have uh, scooped AD. ACL? I thought ACL was only a few months, about six no, months. No, sir. No, sir. You tear your ACL at, at the end of the year like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, nah, I don't see Clay coming back. You know, you usually want to give it a full year to rest wow. up. Uh, trust me, I know. They, tr they tried to rush your boy back when I was a senior. And uh, it didn't work out too well. So um, yeah, no, you gotta you gotta get at ACL some time, man. It, it uh, I, I would say he would take off all of next year. So you know that uh, opens things up in the West, bro. You got a whole year without Clay and KD. 
Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, a whole year. And then you got LeBron with AD now. And then whoever else, you know what I mean? They can right. pick us up, the three of us up on the squad and <laughs> at least get a, a, a four seed, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, Carl, what's your thoughts? Oh, man. I'm just, to, to be real, I was questioning a couple of people like, okay, Golden State is by far the fans. But mm -hmm. if you go with the numbers, who had the better record for the year? So I'm saying, should it really have been a surprise, surprise? Oh, uh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. they, they really had the well, best record. I think record. that home court advantage did help, Carl. No, no question. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, I mean, Golden State is a beast. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to debate that. But I don't think people should necessarily have Toronto as the underdog like they thought. They ain't like Golden State beat okay, them two, now, two, two, three throw times. Throw in KD and a healthy clay for the whole time and say that statement again. Oh, it's oh, no, I'm saying it's different. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying they beat them twice. Hey, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Nobody ever says Golden State. Can you say that, though? Can you say, like, are the Toronto fans going to be mad at me right now? Like, I'm just trying to figure out uh, all my Canadian people. Are they going to be mad at me because I'm saying that? Because what's, I mean, don't get me wrong. You did what you had to do. You won. And you won three at Oracle. Shout out to y'all yeah. for sure. I just, you know, what's the difference between a, a, a good reason and an excuse? You know what I mean? And I don't, like I said, I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm just an objective guy. What's well, a part of the game? Watching. Staying stay yeah, healthy is a part is, of the yeah. game. You're you know? right. Yeah, I'm just saying, because LeBron, I think LeBron would have another one. Like I said, if Kyrie and Love didn't get hurt, Golden State wouldn't have won that year, in my opinion. Hmm. And if I would have kept eating salads, I'd have a six-pack. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why Toronto is the champions. They stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at it. They play the whole season as well. Now, they didn't play three. They have to go to that many championships, you know, in the last couple of years. But, yeah. you know, they stay healthy. And, um, you know, that's the, that. hey, I said we should do a whole podcast off of, you know, staying healthy. Because uh, a lot of people think it's just about getting to the spot, you know. But, hey, when you get to it, there's some stuff you got to do when you get to it to stay healthy so you can, you know, so you can stay there. So, yeah, shout out, man. Like I said, I hate not when KD got hurt. I was like, okay, cool. You know, you lose one player. I've seen it before. I, mm -hmm. I'm, I've rarely seen uh, a team just like everybody healthy. You know, I, like I said, even with Cleveland, you never saw every single person play this in the championship every single time, you know. But when K Clay went out, I was like, okay, shoot. Nah, is looking bad, you know what I'm saying? But remember, they won when KD was there. So I wish he would, I mean, um, Clay was there. I wish Clay could have stayed healthy because I still think they would have beat him with Clay in seven. Um, yeah, no, that's debatable. I think without KD, I think it was a very close series, as you probably yeah. can see. Yeah. Um, just that, you know, that game five, what was it? Uh, or was it four or five that, uh, that came down to the wire? Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But like I said, congratulations to Toronto. They had cousins too, man. It's like people was acting like they didn't have nobody. They still had a decent little squad. Who, the Warriors? The, yeah, they don't act like cousins. People was acting like cousins went on the floor. Uh, cousins uh, was, uh, okay. Let's just say he wasn't. Hey, no, no, no. I'm what you see, but I'm saying you know what that I'm saying? game. In that game, though, he made a difference in that game five. Uh, yeah, let me tell you something. I'll He's going to get the veteran minimum next year. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he didn't come back. All I'm saying is, and I, I mean, he did come, for sure, he came back with a good game. 
But the problem is you out that long and you're trying to keep that up over a sustained period of time. It didn't work out. Bo Come on, man. Boogie couldn't even jump. And I'm not in nothing against Boogie. I think Boogie's a dog, but he's going to have to, you know, reinvent his game because you tear your Achilles, especially as a big man. Now, KD, mm. you know, you're a little smaller. You know, he doesn't really rely on banging down low like that. Bro, Boogie was a shell of himself when he came back. He couldn't even jump. So, I mean, I, I feel you. But, yeah, no, let, let's not count Boogie in that equation. Toronto going to have to come back. Hey, I can't. What's the little chick name, Carl? I don't want to get it confused. The uh, Haitian, Asian tennis player. I feel like her. You remember when she beat Serena? It was so oh, much yeah, surrounding yeah, yeah. it. Oh, she couldn't yeah, even get a full mean. victory. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we'll <laughs> come back and do it again and prove everybody yeah. wrong. There oh, no, she did. Yeah. No, no, I don't know if Toronto can, but she did. And she like she about to be, she about to um, do a sweep on everybody <laughs> this year. So, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, no, no shout no. out to Toronto, man. I know it seems like a backhanded compliment. It's not. You get to enjoy the full, full victory. Um, I just, as a basketball fan, I would have liked to have seen both teams fully healthy. That's all. So, it's going to be interesting offseason. We'll see what happens with Clay and KD and, you know, well, even Kyrie. Uh, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Let's see what happened with him. You oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? Kawhi, too. Mm, Hopefully yeah, he Kawhi stays in Toronto, not, man. Yeah, he might not even stay in Toronto. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. Let me, let, before I check in on your workouts, E, I want to, I got some good news, okay? I got, I got some good news. Somebody passed me an article, and um, it appears that the dad bod is actually in style. So before oh, you go man. losing all this weight, I want, you know what I'm saying? I guess it was because, I don't know how many of y'all paid attention, but uh, Ruiz beat Joshua. Did y'all see that fight? We don't talk about yes. boxing much on here. I'm talking about after getting knocked out. I'm talking about my man built like a, a, a mechanic and uh, uh, literally, literally just knocked Joshua out. Um, so that I guess that led shout to, to the, shout out to the big boys. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the big boy. Shout out to the big boy that don't work um, out like that. <laughs> I'm not going to read the entire article, but it said, having a dad body continues to have its benefits. More and more people see it as a welcoming sign after a new survey found that not only do women consider it attractive, but more than half said it was actually sexy for a man to have what is considered a dad bod. So I'll leave it right there. And just, you know, mm. for all the fellas yeah, out there, yeah, you're killing yourself in the see. gym. You're trying to eat uh, kale. Go on and let it go. <laughs> no, no, see, I saw the article. Another thing it said that was I thought was phenomenal was it talked about the confidence of a man who did that by. You know what I'm saying? The mm. high level of confidence. And my, mm. man ain't feel, and my man feeling good about himself. And he don't got to be in the gym five, six times a day. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because he feels good about himself without having the six-pack. I thought oh, no that doubt. was very, I thought yeah, that was very telling. Oh, no doubt. The confidence is there. So, <laughs> hey, to everybody out there, uh, you, you, with the dad bods, you know, like we rocking on the S2S podcast, uh, we're in style. <laughs> so, sorry, everybody. Working out all hard. You know what I mean? Keon, look, I just discovered you got low self-esteem. <laughs> TJ, y'all got low self-esteem. <laughs> Let it you go. Let it go. Y'all got low self-esteem. Uh, That's why y'all got to be in the gym all day. Yeah, exactly. Stage. So anyway, <laughs> update us on the workout. Anyway, we know you. We, I heard you. Uh, I don't know if you tore a hamstring or, or tweaked the knee yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I had the best workout of my life, 
And I, I remember, you know what I'm saying, coming up and dudes, you know, you had dudes that looked solid who was in the gym, but then you had those other dudes that looked solid because they hooped every day. You know what I'm saying? They was like, I don't need to be in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like either playing soccer, you know, every day and getting that full run in. Or I'm playing basketball, running three, four games. Like, yo, I felt them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got up every day. Of course, I still hit the resistance. I did my weight training on Monday and Tuesday, but I didn't, I didn't do my cardio. I waited till I got to um, the gym. And um, man, let me tell you something. I'm feeling it this morning. Carl, I don't know if you've ever, um, you know what I'm saying, gone without playing soccer for a few months, years. You know what I'm saying? My case. And uh, you got back out there and felt like a couple decades. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It felt like everything was just like it used to be. Oh, bro. I promise you, bro. I went out there the last two days and uh, T. Wall had a serious, like, T. Wall was acting like he was back in the final four with these little kids. I'm like, bro, that's kind of, he went with the one deep defense. He blew the whistle. Defense. 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 I was like, yo, bro, we ain't in the final four, bro. This ain't Indianapolis. I mean, he was going off on them kids. Like, Flint, represent. I was, I was with Mo Pete, the Flintstones. They, they brought the noise. I was like, bro, you shell-shocked. You know what I'm saying? You got these kids sitting here traumatized, you know, and so on. Um, but, man, we, man, he had us on a, I don't know what it's called, Carl, but the, we had to sit on the, um, it was like we were sitting in the chair with our backs up against the wall three minutes, mm -hmm. then another minute. I'm like, bro, my knee's about to give out. We 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 uh, sliding from one side to the next, acting like we playing defense. Uh, we doing the high knees, the sprints, the lunges. So man, I had I had a, I, I I'll say this: it was harder doing his workout than what I do in the gym, of course. But I enjoyed it, like just being around other people. Because a lot of times when I'm in the gym, I'm on the solo doing my thing. But being around all those kids and we sprinting, and I'm trying to keep up with them, you know. Um, and they challenging me because I'm old. Like you can't keep up with us. So it was, um, and I had a man, an incredible, incredible time. Shout out. I know we're talking about my workout, but shout out to Jalen as well. Man, this camp was For probably sure. the most comprehensive camp, you know, I've ever been to. Yeah. Like, I, I've been to a few camps and, you know, they're good. And I'm not even saying this because Jay put it together. But when I tell you from top to bottom, it was like well, yeah. Tell us about it. It in. started off you and Jalen were on the yeah. news. I saw y'all on the news. Maybe we could post a clip of that. Jalen yeah. uh, acquitted himself very well uh, yes. on the news, and and y'all were shining. I, I just, I'm just being real. We watched yesterday. I ain't never seen this at the camp. We literally watched. Imagine, if you will, <clears throat> Jordan's five, and Jordan playing against. I guess like this kid must have been like 14 years old. They playing chess yeah. at a basketball camp and man i wish they could see the pick but you have about mm. 40 50 kids all standing around watching a chess match like it's basketball you know what i'm mm, saying like that's bro, how I'm intense talking, it no, was. No, quiet not like basketball i'm talking about quiet yeah ain't nobody saying nothing, you're talking about 40 bro. kids between the ages of like i think that was the big kids so they were anywhere between like maybe yeah. 14 15 13 14 15 Bro, they was all standing around watching this match, like Carl was saying, like in silence. You know what I'm saying? Then in the corner, you had a cat. Never seen this before. It could, you know, it, it could be regular camps, but we had a cat who flew in from some part of Ohio. He's like a celebrity barber, and my man in there cutting hairs. You know what I'm saying? He cutting heads, cutting the kid's head. 
bro, it was, um, man, and, and even the food, like, you know, the majority of the time when you go in, you got, um, what do you call it? You got um, like hot dogs, hamburgers, bro, they had real, they, they eating chicken fettuccine, you know what I'm saying? Um, peach cod, like, bro, they, they, they went in. So it, it was phenomenal. You had um, my boy Horford from Michigan was there. Of course, you had T. Walt there. You had Coop showed up. You know, uh, home showed up like you had a lot of Spartan dogs, you know, and, you know, other people show up. It was like I said, it was um, they had your boy from Nehemiah from Nassau. Joe came in with the police department. You had Mike came in, did a big financial seminar with him. And then uh, Carter Glass came in from Chicago and did a how to trade stocks and bonds with him. Bro, when I tell you from top to bottom, that joker was con like them kids walked out of there with money. You know, uh, and I mean, literally had money in their hand. So they were being rewarded financially for uh, answering questions when it came to the NASA um, piece of it, the financial pieces of it. It was, um, yeah, man, it was um, it was phenomenal. I don't know where these kids come from. I got to shout the parents out in Flint. We had no fights. There was no kids cussing. There was no arguing. You know, they were, this was the, probably the most respective group I've ever seen in my life. I've been around kids for a long time. And um, I think we even had a couple like little seven-year-olds that came out. One dad was like, yo, my kid was with another camp and he had about six of his friends at the other camp. Yesterday, he didn't get to play basketball. He just went through the classes and he woke up the next day and was like, yo, dad, can I go back to the triple-double? Like, I don't, I don't want to go with my friends. I want to go to the triple-double camp. And I just was like, wow, that, that's a, that was a testimony to you know, just how fun, but at the same time, what kind of learning experience it was. So, yeah, shout out to, like I said, ha, last year was good. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool. But this year, I don't know really what happened between last year and this year in terms of Jalen mentally. But this this one, man, they, yeah, this this one, I, I, I regret it a little bit, which I had a 13-year-old. I got a couple ideas, boy, growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that yeah. time. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, no, you know what? It feels good, man, to be able to do that. Of course, the camp was absolutely free to all yeah. the students, you know, and for us, you know, that's what the influence is about. And that's why I'm glad, man, we handled our business because I think this is always kind of what we envisioned, you no, know, no to be that. able to, no, you know, make a, sure. you know, a strong living for our families financially and be able to uh, get to the point where we could do stuff like this for free and not have to yeah. charge you know, a crazy amount for kids to come out and enjoy a quality camp. And, you know, I remember yeah. back in the day even going to camps and, you know, I came up middle class, but, you know, you would have camps that were like $180, $200, which is a lot of money, you know, and um, mm. no disrespect to anybody charging for the camps. I'm not mad at that either. I'm just glad that we're in a position where not only are we able to do something for free, we're able to do it at a high level because, you know, all the stuff that was free back in the day was like super janky. Like you might get like I'm a half super, a bro. ham and cheese yeah. sandwich on white oh, bread, bro. you know, <laughs> oh, um, so, so to be able to do it, you know, big for these kids. And uh, of course, Flint, what all they went through, you know, um, yeah, no, kudos to Jalen and, and yourself. Carl boy. was out there, see? Yeah, Carl yeah, I know. Carl told me, hey, he, boy, hey, he had Bobby Fisher out there, so. Yeah, <laughs> nah, what you know about Bobby Fisher? That's, hey, all, the only, that's actually the only thing I know about chess. It's Bobby Fisher. Right. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I mean, on that note, just super proud of Jordan, man, like, just to get people to run down. Um, 
it, well, he shout out to the church fam too. The church yeah, fam came, came out and big. supported yeah. um, the Epoch family. But one of our dudes at the church, Chuck, he started the chess club at the church. So Jordan's been rocking with him now for a couple of months. And um, he's like, yo, Jordan got to be at the camp. I don't care how old he is, the camp for older, but I, like, I got to have him up there because I want to show these kids like, yo, this is something that you could do. You know what I'm saying? Here's a little kid that, you know, he just exposed to it for a little bit and he playing it. So anyway, he got Jordan up there like he was saying, playing the kid. My man, um, Jordan beat the dude. I mean, the kid beat Jordan in, the, in both games. They played two games. But you talk about just a moment where, see, it was a dichotomy. Because as a parent, you want your son in this. Like, this is his first exposure. You know, he playing with kids at the church. Right. So he know he playing with me at home. Mm -hmm. But now he playing against these kids. With like, people know, watching. You know, this little kid with 40 no, no other question, kids. Yeah, with people watching. Yeah. And, bro, it was that moment for me as a parent where, like, yo, I want my son to win. But, man, he going to learn so much if he lose. He going to learn so much if he lose. And he lost, dude. And I'm telling you, you know what I'm talking about, see? You remember, remember Trey at the baseball game when, when um, he was just over there sitting in that mm -hmm. corner? Bruh, Jordan was balling when he lost. Like, they had to lift my man. And I stayed back because I didn't want to give him that, you know, like that cushion as a parent. I, just, I stayed back. Like, I ain't go close to him at all. But he was balling. And um, Jalen took him over for a second, talked to him. Then Chuck took him over, talked to him. And bro, it won, it won two, three minutes and he was back playing again. Yeah, I was like, likewise. yo, like I'm talking about yeah. just proud, yeah. man, to watch my man just go back and got beat again. But the second time he was just kind of like, all right. When I tell you the conversation was so much sweeter, because like I said, I want him to win, but I can't push him. You know what I'm saying? If he won like that, if he won, he coming back. Oh, yeah, geeked up, pumped like, up, oh, cocky. Shoot, what we need to practice yeah, for? Right, at five. Yeah, he on that cocky. Yeah, at five. So we came home yeah. yesterday, I was like, dude. I ain't even say nothing to him. I was like, yo, so what we got to do? He's like, yeah, we got to practice. I was like, boom, yeah. enough said. Yeah. But um, when I tell you just a, a proud moment, man, like just geeked, enjoyed it, watching him go through it. And he didn't, he didn't back down from the moment. He wasn't scared. It wasn't nothing. So just, just geeked, man. For that. Uh, um, e, one other thing I was going to say. I got to paint the picture, see, when you say, because people listen and they heard, you know, he lost. When I say he lost, see, I'm talking, my man had his king. He had his king. And my man took the pawn. Down to the and, wire. And, 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 uh, my man took the yeah. pawn and got and turned it into a queen. That's just young. You know what I'm saying? Jordan was focused yeah. on, all right, I almost got him. And then he snuck him while he was yeah. trying to, you know, when Jordan was like a checkmate, my man got him and was like, okay, I got my pawn across, turned it into a queen. And even when he turned it into a queen, it still took him to see about 10, 15 moves. A minute. He just yeah. had a, Jordan yeah. just had his king. It still took my man 10, 15 to get him. With two pieces, with the king and the queen. So when he say he lost, for those uh -huh. that are listening, it's not like it was no landslide. You know what I'm saying? It was like to the wire. You imagine? And I'm gonna put the pick up because I do have a. I don't have a pick of all the kids standing around, but I was able to get a portrait of the two of them playing. And you'll see Jordan, like you said, he five. See, he five. I'm th I'm I'm almost um, fifty and still couldn't sit down and, and beat the boy. And then, you know, and you know, Jordan's stature and this kid's probably at least 14, 15 and, you know, a uh -huh. decent sized kid. He wasn't necessarily super tall or nothing, but decent sized kid. And you could see him playing against each other. And it was just like, wow. And it just goes to show you, too, the thing that I that I was so grateful that Jalen did that I thought was genius is with the basketball classroom setting, everybody could be, you know, a winner because there's some kids just be real, bro. They're not athletes. But they got a chance to shine in the classroom. And then when we went and played basketball, those kids who didn't necessarily get to shine in the classroom, they got to shine on the on the court. So it wasn't like a traditional setting where it's like only one is lopsided. You know, it's either this or it's that. Like it was both. You know, so kids got an opportunity to get affirmed 
you know, because kids was winning money in the classes, asking questions, you know, reflecting. And then when we played basketball, you know, they got rewarded for, you know, doing a good job on the basketball court. But me just sitting there watching Jordan, I'll be real. I felt like Carl, like, OK, I'd love for him to win, make a point. But at five to win at five could really be damaging at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But to yeah. lose, it's like, yeah. and then Jordan was in the hood too, see? You know, Jordan, that used to be in the oh, hood, down. see? It was hooded out. <laughs> he, it was split. Oh, it was hooded out, all. see? You know what I'm saying? So Jordan, Jordan sitting there playing with the hood kids. And I said later, I was going to have a conversation with uh, Jordan. We had to go to the airport. So I had to get out of there immediately. But, you know, and, and parents, if you're listening to me out here, if you got kids who are phenomenally skilled, you got to push them. But sometimes they may not be skilled, but they phenomenally will. You got to push their will. Like, don't make it where one is better than the other. And that's what I saw yesterday. I was like, okay, there's some kids out here in Flint. They just, they just phenomenally will, you know. And you could tell with them being around us and being around good people, like they wanted to show us, like, yo, we good kids. You know what I'm saying? We we appreciate y'all being out here. Like, they rose to the to the occasion, is what I'm saying. Like, it was phenomenal. Like, you could uh-huh. tell. They knew who we were. They followed the videos. Parents listened to the podcast. And they came like, yo, we want to show y'all. We listening to the videos. Like, yo, we paying attention. And you're going to get our best. And, and that's what I like. And even with the, with the, with the chess match, it wasn't like some na-na-na-na-na. You know, it wasn't like my man went over to Jordan and was like, good, good stuff, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it was just oh, it was yeah. a classy wow. two days, man. I had fun. And I'm not going to say I didn't think I would have it. But with, with, with um, as Carl was saying, with the kids, uh, with the volunteers, with the church, like, bro, it was like an evangelistic meeting almost. Like, all the church showed up <laughs> and was helping in some capacity, you know? And so to have my wife there, my son there, my church family, Auntie Moni was in the building. Carl's mom was in the building. You know, you had Chuck, you had, I mean, it's just everybody. F was there. Um, uh, you had uh, Rodney there. Ashley showed up. Ashley was hooping Ashley, the boys. Yeah. You know, they saw a girl. Like, you can't hoop. She was murdering them out there. It just, <laughs> man, was a lot of fun. I was just, my only regret was, man, I wish we could have done this for 30 days. Like, man, I wish we could have been out yeah. there with them every single day, just pouring into them, you know, the first part of the summer. But preferably we'll go back to principal ass if we can come back and train the teachers. And then if we could do something with the, um, with the kids, you know, um, as a back to school hookup. So, Man, yeah, I just had a man. I, I, it just, I felt young again, y'all. I felt young again <laughs> until you woke up this morning. Uh, with the knee boy blew out with no ice pack. I'm like, e, you gotta get the <laughs> ice like, pack. I'm like, he must be hurting. I was doing something yesterday. He texted me. He just texted like knee hurting, and I didn't say nothing. It must have been about two hours. <laughs> he texted me back. I was like, no, nah, for real, bro. My knee blew out the frame. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, let me respond to this because clearly you want to engage about it. So, uh, and you know what hurts me? What hurts me, bro, is the dudes like T-Wall that's got like making you do all kind of stuff and they don't be doing nothing, Carl. They just be up front. Oh, he's standing with a whistle. Oh, bro, come on, do the lunges better. I'm like, you're not even doing none of them. I, I actually enjoy that style of leadership myself. You know what I'm saying? Do, do as I say. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about me. I already went to the final four. I'm trying to get y'all to the four. Hey, I am blessed. I woke up this morning. I can go running. Like, my knee ain't, you know, like, when I first got up, maybe the first 30 minutes, I, when I say stiff, body was stiff. But the power of the podcast and Organifi, I'm back mm. ready, baby. Once we get off, I'm about to hit the gym. <laughs> mm. Are you going to, you, you're about to do a commencement speech, right? 
Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Later on in the day. It's not until like 2.30 in the afternoon. You know Maul doing one too. Oh, for real? Same yeah. time? Are you serious? Are you going to go over there? You should go over there. Nah, 10 o'clock. Oh, his is 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yep. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm going to run over there. I don't know where he's going to be, but if I hook up with Tommy and run over there. Yeah, no, nah, he doing a commencement, so you know I got him the uh, the recorder, so I was trying to walk him through it last night, Carl, but I'm not sure. Not the you recorder. Know? Yeah, because I'm on I'm on the Cadillac now. I, if I sound different, and my, if my mic sounds real nice, it's because I'm on the Cadillac with Carl and E now. I'm not a uh, I'm not in, in uh, the Pinto go like I used to be. So we we running. Um, real quick, all right, let's get into it, man. Um, today. Oh, man, I got so many ways I want to go. Um, I guess E will go your way first, and if we got time, we'll get into the other one. But you actually had uh, – this is the the funny thing about the podcast is you, you can only use real life, so try to say it without names and without people understanding exactly what we're talking okay. about. But, Who are we talking um, to? <laughs> some, somebody, <laughs> friend, family, I don't know, um, called you and basically – <laughs> you you frame it. I don't want to frame it because it's your people. I'm going to get in trouble for my own. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you go ahead. Did go you ahead. do that insurance thing, policy thing yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I got an insurance. <laughs> hey, so uh, let me let me just ask all the uh, podcast supporters. Listen, man, start a, start a go. We usually don't go fund me. You know what I'm saying? But somebody <laughs> start a little side change bucket. For uh, every time we have to use real life examples of family and loved mm. ones in this podcast as a negative example of what not to do. And then after the podcast, while y'all enjoying it and texting and, and on the page and talking about this backlash. is great, we doing damage control behind the scenes. We want to be able to just bless <laughs> them with $100 and just say, hey, I know this was unfair. You didn't ask for this. But here you go. Here go $100 to ease your pain. You feel me? Um, so, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, you, you set it up. I'm going to take my own L's. Well, uh, which one, though? Which, help me out. I don't remember which uh, one. Well, you, you called me earlier in the week, and somebody called who, who who needed advice but was already the sweetest. So, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We need to talk about this, y'all. And this is how much I love you. Yeah, this is how much I love you. I love you. As you can tell, a lot of extensive work goes into pre-planning these podcasts. Yeah. We are ready and on the ball. He just oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ding. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. The light bulb go off, Carl. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I and I do. I want to get y'all opinion on this and I want to help. You know what I'm saying? I want to help people because I know a lot of you literally are trying to go to the next level, like whatever that means for you. And for some of you, it's a uh, it's a glass ceiling. It is. It's you have done you like and this person is grinding like Don't get it twisted. This person is grinding. You know, what I'm saying making moves, but kind of got to a standstill. You know, what I'm saying and, 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 and in recent months, years really hasn't been able to, uh, you know, get to that next level. And I don't know. Man, I don't know how to. Um, well, I guess it's. I guess it's like if you're working out, maybe the first 10, 15 pounds to come off might be easy. Like for those people who are trying to lose, like you know, a, a big number, like maybe you're trying to lose 50 pounds. You know, your first 15 come off easy, um, and then you know it, that that next 10, it seems like you grinding just as hard, if not harder, but it won't come off. You know, um, I I liken that to this. You know, but professionally, this person has been doing it. They had a lot of success early, but has been, you know, for real, the last few years just haven't been able to 
see any um, substantial growth, right? So, you know, they hit me up when we was kicking it. And my challenge was they spent the majority of the phone call talking to me about how sweet they were, right? They spent the majority of the call telling me how, um, you know, what they've accomplished up to this point, you know, like some of the celebrities they've met, people they've met. And I guess for me, I was a little, you know, taken aback because we were calling because you, um, you know, you couldn't get to that next level. So to me, I just feel like when you are talking to somebody on the phone who could potentially help you to get to the next level, it's just a couple of things you don't want to do. You know, and the first thing you don't want to do is talk about stuff that you didn't call for. Like you literally called because you said, I need help. But we spent the last 20 minutes on the phone, 25 minutes talking about, you know, your your accomplishments, talking about, you know, the things that you've been able to get done over, you know, the begin or the course of your career. But you didn't call me for that. Like you called me and told me that you weren't where you wanted to be. You feel me? And you needed my assistance. Like you wanted to know what I thought. Right. So now I'm trying to tell you what I thought after the 20 minutes of you telling me how sweet I am. And then when I tell you what I think, you still talking like you still you still giving me advice about here's what's the craziest part. And, and again, much love, much respect. But there was one part where they were like, OK, what can I do for you? And I'm like, what? What can you do for me? How can I help you take your career to the next level? And I'm thinking like maybe you didn't maybe maybe you didn't do a real thorough investigation of where I am in my career and what I'm doing. And then I never asked you to call me and ask, give me advice on what I'm doing. Like I got a team for that, you know, so I was kind of like getting off the phone, kind of struggling, Carl. Like, matter of fact, the phone died or or well, we lost reception and, and I wasn't able to call back. And so I'm like, yo, that time frame that we spent on the phone, 20 to 30 minutes, like you didn't get a whole lot out of it. Why? Because you called me like with the ego, you called me bragging, you called me telling me what you've accomplished. And it's like, I guess we feel bad as humans when we have to ask for help, maybe like maybe maybe we don't like to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, if you're going to call somebody and ask for help, you got to let them help you. And I don't know if this applies to all of you out there. But for a lot of you, you 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 are asking for help and then you're not letting people help you. You're asking for help, but then you got to tell them how sweet you are. You're asking for help, but you got to tell them what you've accomplished, what you've done. Instead of just humbling yourself, you know, pride comes before fall. Flat out, I don't care who you are. Prideful people, the fall is coming for you. You humble yourself, you shall be exalted. Like it is what it is. And so even though I am acclaimed in some areas, when I'm sitting down talking to somebody who can help me get to another level, we just left a big meeting, you know, Times Square in New York. I'm sitting in the room with them. You know, I'm not bragging about what I've done. I'm, I'm listening to say, yo, you called me to this meeting. Apparently you telling me that while, you know, we're doing some good things, you can help me take it to the next level. I want I want to know how you can help me take it to the next level. Like, I want to know what do you think we're doing good? What do you think we could work on? Like your industry is way more knowledgeable in this area than I am. Y'all had way more experience. So I'm taking the 30, 40 minutes and I'm sitting in this, you know, we on the 42nd floor, Times Square, you're looking out the window. Like I'm not I'm about to come in here and tell you um, I got a Ph.D. Matter of fact, she didn't call me Dr. Thomas. I never said that about a Ph.D. You know, we never had that conversation about um, the NFL, the NBA, the gigs that I've done. It, it, that, it, for me, it wasn't that time. It was a time to listen, a time to learn. And I walked out, called CJ immediately afterwards and was like, yo, 
this is what they said. Like, this is what the, I didn't even know what the opportunity was, you know, but I went anyway. And so I just want to say to those of you who are not where you want to be, like for real, and, and maybe Carl, you can help me out. See, you can help me out. Why is it that we feel the need to, um, you know, for real, why do we feel the need to let people know how sweet we are? Why do we feel the need to tell people all of our accomplishments when you got maybe 15, 20 minutes with somebody that could take you from one place to the next? Yeah, you know, a couple of things come to mind. One, when you're talking, I'm, 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 you know, trying to process it. But you said that when you went into a certain place, you didn't go with that spirit, but you also weren't in lack, if you see what I'm saying. And so maybe you didn't feel like you had as much to prove. And I think maybe it's this dual, um, you know, thought process of I want to let you know that I'm struggling so that you feel the need to help me, but then also that I'm sweet and I'm not terrible, so don't you're not going to waste your time. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not sure how that works out in your mind, but I do understand it, and it does happen to me all the time for whatever reason because of Toby. People think I'm like a record exec. Now I'm not, and I don't know anything about the music business, but um, people will come, like, cats will come up to me and be like, yo, I'm trying to blow up. I, here, I'm, I'm the sweetest out. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you, you don't need to be handing me nothing if you're the sweetest out. You know what I mean? Like, yo, if, if that's the case, then just let uh, nature t run its course and you're going to be on top. And I do know that there is um, a group of people who, and I don't know if it's ego or pride or, you know, just kind of the way we're conditioned to kind of, you know, talk about ourselves in, in high regard or, or I'm not I'm not 100% sure what that is, but I do know that you can damage your ability to receive help when you over talk one and then two you're not even exactly sure of what you need and so everybody out there as you're listening you're saying how does this apply to me a lot of people can't get to the next level because they don't know exactly what they need like i'll be real i don't know if i've ever shared this before on the podcast but um i met years ago with uh john maxwell's right hand man you remember that e yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. So, so here, here was the struggle I was having as we uh, started to pick up our career and things were going well, and you know we were kind of getting to that next level. You know, we came out with the books and the shirts and stuff like that. And of course, you know, me being young in the game, I'm looking at you know some of the stuff, and I'm like, okay, so people are like, oh man, ET, he's selling stuff now. Like we might have a, a literally like a 10 second commercial before the video for a t-shirt or something, right? Like, we're obviously trying to run a business. We're trying to figure this thing out. And, you know, and I'm talking about a few comments here and there. It might have been a thousand comments, but because I'm green and I'm young and I care about people's opinion, it might have been three comments on there like, oh, they, they, E Hollywood, he's selling books now, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I remember it was right around the time we started to, to blow up a little bit. And I believe, I can't remember how I met my man or whatever, but I was like, yo, I just need you know, uh, uh, I can take 10, 15 minutes of your time. I got a few questions, you know, let me know. So dude was like, all right, cool, let's go to lunch. He had some, you know, country club that he was a part of or something. He's like, you can come out here and do lunch. He's like, I got 30 minutes. Do you know, I did not say anything about what we had done or what we had accomplished in our lives and where he was and how much, you know, I helped blow him up. I didn't say any of that. I actually had every question written down and do you know, out of that meeting, my man changed my entire mindset. Now, this is how he changed my mindset. One, I was ready for my mindset to be changed. 
Okay, let me. All right, hold on. Hmm. Yeah, slow, yeah, I'm gonna let that slow. marinate. I was ready for my mindset to be changed. I knew I had an issue, and I wanted information that would help me change. Some of you come up, and you're coming up, and you're asking questions, or you're talking, but you already have it made up in your own mind of what's the best course of action. So you really don't need to be talking to myself, Eric, or whoever you're addressing at that moment because you already have all the answers. So I went into the meeting expecting, prepared, and willing to hear something that could change my mindset. Now, here were, now I had 10 questions. Let's say, and I didn't waste any of my man's time. I don't even know if I ate. I was like, yo, here's what I need. And the last question I had was, I said, man, you know, we're starting to have some success now. Things are going well. You know, th- you know we're starting to make a little money. But man, I'm noticing, you know, these little chirping here and there about money. And, you know, I never want E to be, e, if you know E, he's the farthest thing from materialistic. He ain't trying to buy no Bentley. You know, he's not trying to buy a private jet. Like, this is not even his swag. And even if he was, it's not a big deal, right? It's business. But, you know, E is genuinely a good dude. And I didn't want to ruin that grassroots field that we had worked so hard to build and all of that. And um, he said, you know what, CJ? And this changed my life. It literally changed everything I believed about personal development, everything else. It changed my life because I was, one, ready to hear it. And two, just one piece of information going in there, not acting like I was big and bad and trying to run down my whole list or whatever, because what good is that going to do me? I came in there with questions and I wanted him to fill the gap. So the last question I asked him, I said, listen, man, we had, you know, some success, but, you know, I'm starting to notice people like, ah, E, you got books now, you got shirts, you know, you selling, you got promo, da, 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 And he said, you know what's funny? He said, I actually had the same issue one time. And he said, I went to John, you know, he's like, you know, he was, you know, second in charge. Your job is to keep all the stress and pressure off the one man. Like, you're not supposed to really bring them problems. You've solved problems. So he said, man, it finally got to a point where, you know, unfortunately, he was the only one who could answer the question. And so, you know, he said, we, man, pulled up, you know, at a speaking event, you know, and, and I had gotten a lot of emails about, oh, you know, John Maxwell, he's just trying to sell books. He don't care about people and leadership and da-da-da. He just, anything to sell a book and da-da-da-da-da. He said, so I finally said something to John. He said, man, you know, we've been getting emails, you know, and he said it wasn't a lot, just like in our situation. Most people, the overwhelming majority was extremely grateful and satisfied and humbled by you know, um, you know the, the work that he was doing. He said, but, you know, it, it got to me. There's a few little things and emails. And he said, I, I finally, you know, broke down and talked to John. I said, man, you know, we're getting some emails and people saying we'll do anything to sell a book and da-da-da-da. He said, John looked at him and said, you absolutely right, we'll do anything to sell a book. He said, people only remember a certain amount of information that they hear when they come to a conference. He said, but if they have a book with them, They can refer to it at all times and it can absolutely change their life. He said, now listen, I spent my entire life researching, praying, you know, getting this type of information so that I can give it to people and change their lives. I believe that the information is in these books, the products that we are selling them will help them go to the next level. So yes, I'm going to push the books on them. I'm going to push a book on them for them to buy it, for them to buy one for their friends, for their kids, and everybody else in their entire family that they know. And doggone it, you better wake up every single day and make sure every single person is buying books and going to that next level too, or else you out of here, doggone it. And I said, wow, completely changed my mindset. I said, here it is. We got a book that E wrote that I believe in my heart 
It's one of the most inspirational, bottom to the top, motivational stories that you'll ever read. And because I'm reading a couple comments, I've completely lost sight of the big picture that inside this book could change someone's life, a kid, a young person, a grown person who feels like, you know, they've gone too far. And I took a completely different mindset from that day forward to now, frankly. So shout out to that gentleman um, yeah, who helped me that you day. Part, I, I, see. You said what? Yeah, you missed the part. You know what I'm saying? You missed the part. Yeah, you came and talked to me about it. I don't know if you remember because I was struggling. So it wasn't a thing where C was like, okay, I got to get the information. He was like, I got to get it and get it to E because I can tell, like, you know, E's having some challenges with mm -hmm. it. And remember, guys, I just want to say this. When you're going to a person to get information, the goal is to get better. That's the goal. So if you're doing anything other than that, in the time frame that you're meeting right, with these individuals, right. you, you, you're wasting your time. Like literally, you are supposed to come out a brand new creature, a brand new person. Like you're supposed to be operating at a level that you never operated before. Not, I had a meeting with CJ. I had a meeting with John Maxwell, two man. And that's what a lot of you doing. Like you, you, you're coming out and you're getting your pleasure from the meeting itself. You're getting the pleasure from the picture itself. You're getting um, uh, this euphoric feeling from the event. And what we're trying to tell you is the goal is not to feel euphoria from an event. It is, it is the goal is to feel it from you making a shift, a shift in your thinking, a shift in your approach. Because if you can make the shift, then everything else shifts. So as you shift, everything shifts, your finances shift, your influence shift. Like I'm laughing. I, I, I'm getting calls from people to come and do different, you know, events. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm good on that. As a matter of fact, I told CJ, we was talking about, yo, E, how you feel about having had the opportunity to work with the Toronto Raptors this year and you declined? You know, and it was like, a, E, you feel bad about that? Like, how you feel, E? And I was like, yo, see, I'm gonna be real, bro. Like, there are friends that I have from college that are from Toronto, I probably would have loved to have had the experience at the NBA Finals with them, like going out to eat before the game, chopping it up, they win. It's like, oh, I, I, like I felt that with you. But I told C, like for real, for real, from a business standpoint, it was like, yo, E, we want you to come in Toronto. We know you can't make it to Toronto. So when we play Detroit, you know what I'm saying? We're going whatever. And, we, and it just didn't work out. Like we couldn't work out our schedules, because both schedules are massive, right? They all over the world doing their thing. You know, I'm all over the world. We couldn't work it out. So when I was watching the game, though, I never felt like, man, I hate I missed the game. Why? Because that would have been entertainment. I don't know that there would have been a shift in my career, you know what I'm saying, going to, uh, talking to the team, um, and then, you know, going to the NBA finals, like for real, I watched the finals. I never felt like I need to get on the phone, call my man, see if I can go to a game. You know, so what I'm trying to explain to you guys is the shift is the goal. The shift. Have you ever gone to a revival and saw the minister lay down the law? Like I'm talking about come with a life changing message. And at the end of the message, not do an appeal. He, he said, you've never seen it before. You've never seen a minister go ham, like go in, ham, bacon and eggs and had the people on their feet and had the people like hallelujah and, and then not say the doors of the church are open. He said they always open the doors of the church 
every single time. And he said, so E, when, when, when you finish with this rousing speech that you do, you're wasting your time if it's not a call to action. And what do you do? You take them to this, you take them to your story, like your testimony, your life. That's the book. Secret to success is your testimony. It is what has happened to you. And like he said, they're going to be able to read it. And guess what they could do? They could pick that up every single time. So he say, E, they read the word or whatever tracks they give, or they give out the, um, the, the, the sermon. Um, uh, you know, I was going to say I'm my old the cassette tape, you know what I'm saying? They give out, you know, and, and, and the person can go <laughs> Shout home out to brother and listen Washington. to it over and over again, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And read it. And so when C came back and told me that, I was like, yo, C, flat out from this point forward. Oh yeah. Period. You can see it. Like if you come to my events and you go before, uh, C had that conversation. And after that call, that conversation, you see my call to action went to another level. So when you see the passion, you're like, why he's so passionate? My man might have come in, um, not really want to do well in high school. The young lady might have come in, you know, ready to run away from home. My message has got to be so deep. And then my call to action has to be so deep. You know what I'm saying? And so conv convicting that there's a shift in the atmosphere that you walk away and say, I ain't doing this no more. Well, I'm not thinking like this no more. I'm not whatever. Let me yeah. buy this book. Let me get this um, this this uh, online series. You know, let me sign up for BU and get in this community. And so yeah. I see it, you know, of course, I'm not making it the church, you know, but I liken it to, uh, as they said, I liken it to that experience in church that it doesn't make sense to get the rousing speech without that closer. You always bring, I don't care how good Verlander was, when he was in Detroit, you give my man eight innings, you know, maybe seven, eight good innings, but you bring in a closer. And I walked away knowing I must start being a closer. It's not enough to have good seven good innings or eight good innings. I've got to learn to be a closer as well. Right. And so my, I guess the point to bring that full circle is that one piece of information from my yes. man, that one thing yes. that he said may, has probably made us millions and millions and millions yeah, and off a free absolutely. lunch, right? I tried to pay my man. I did try to pay him. I just put that on record that I, I offered to pay and not just like a baby <laughs> offer. Like I was like, yo, let me, I tried to put cash in my man hand. He wouldn't take it. But that one piece of information, that one gap. Now, I said you had to be open and willing to hearing it. You also have to know what you don't know. You have to know what you need to know. You need, he calls it, I believe, explicit information. Like, you yeah. need to know exactly what you need to know. And some of you, like, I promise, like, you, remember, remember. shout out to, uh, speaking of Toronto, this is a Toronto field episode. Remember when we were in Toronto and I had to go gorilla on little man? I don't know if y'all remember that during the Q&A, Carl, you remember that? Who? Oh, yeah, he asked a question and didn't know yeah. what So my man, did. just to paint the picture for y'all, y'all know me, I, I don't, I don't like over talking. I don't. It's one of my, my 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 main pet peeves. Like, and I want people to, and I want I try to hold myself to that same standard. I'm never going to talk for talk's sake. I'm never going to ask question for question's sake. I don't like wasting people's time. Time is so valuable. So anyway, we um we start we we have an amazing conference. It was dope. Um, matter of fact, we need to hurry up and get back to Toronto, man. We got people hitting us up all the time from the TO. Wondering when we're coming back. But anyway, it was an amazing conference. Kid stood up at the end of the conference. We're doing Q&A. And he goes, um, yeah, this question is for CJ. He's like, um, yeah, CJ, I just want to know. He must have been like 16, 17 years old. 
you know, what's the the balance that you have to run between, you know, running the company and then also managing employees? <laughs> you know, you meant at this time we might have about 12 people that work for us, whatever. How do you manage the 12 egos? I mean, my man came with the deepest. I'm strong. Oh, it strong. was strong. I'm strong, strong. <laughs> and, and everybody was like, oh, great. You to see the crowd was feeling it. And I said, let me ask you a question. I said, how many employees you got? He said, right now? <laughs> I said, yeah. yeah right now. Right, right he now. He said, yeah. uh, none. Yeah. I said, all right, what's none. the name of your company? And he said, uh, I don't have a company. And I said, so why in the world would you ask that question? And everybody was kind of like, <gasps> and I was like, no, no, no. Let me help you, kid. Like, I promise you, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not trying to, like, like punk you or any of that. And I said, this goes for everybody in this room because a lot of you grown folks do it too. Why are you asking a question that has no real world application to your own life? You're trying to ask it because you're trying to be deep. Like, that doesn't even apply to you. You need to be asking me, yo, see, at 17, 18 years old, what were your plans, goals? How did those plans change? And then how were you able to get them back on track? Like, that's some information that you could actually take, use, and deposit. Like, that's information that could actually get you to the next level. And so, in addition to having your mind, body, and soul open to hearing life-changing information or just information, period. It doesn't have to be this huge revelation like I got from my man. It could be something small that could change a behavior, that could change a pattern, that could ultimately get you to that next level. But because you want to be deep or because you don't, you know, you, you're not exactly sure what you need to hear, there's no way you're going to get that information. And so know exactly what you need to hear. And I promise you, it could be something so small, but that's something so small could change a routine or a habit. Habits create change. It could be a habit that you change over the next three, four years that ultimately uh, that ultimately ends up making you millions of dollars or taking you to the next level or changing your marriage or any of those other things. But people will come to you. I had a homie who came to me about his marriage and I'm like, OK, like, he, yeah, of course, I don't know why people, I guess by, guilty by association, Carl. People come up to me and think I'm E. I'm like, yo, I'm not E. But, you know, even my homies now, they kind of had this vibe like, oh, okay, you're around ET a lot, so you must have all the answers. But he came up to me about his marriage, and he's just like, yo. I'm like, okay, you telling me everything she's doing wrong, and you have done nothing wrong. So what? if you're not willing to take any personal accountability in this, or you don't have any information that you need from me, so did you come up to me just to complain? I'm confused. Like, you didn't ask for any information. Right, and if he would have asked right. for information, I probably would have right. gave it to him. And I told my wife, she asked me something about, oh, yeah, somebody needs some help with something. And I said, man, unless they ask me, I promise you, I don't waste my time giving out information to people who don't want it or people not ready to hear it just because it's a waste of my time and your time. Like, you know, and we all know those people. You done sat on the phone with them. They done broke up with their girlfriend, boyfriend. You talked to them for 10 straight hours about oh, how they bro, need to damn. leave and get their life on track, get their life back back to the Lord Two and you later. having the same conversation a week later and I uh, promise you I uh, can't stand that and so I can't for do me, it no more yeah I can't do it no more it, 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 it will burn it. you out it'll burn yeah. it, and they'll keep on leeching off you but you know yeah. to go back full circle like I said I was open and willing to hear that information and I knew the information I needed let me ask y'all something like for real just take time now, I'm going to the teaching mode I feel like we had one percent or, 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 or verified or something Everybody listening to this podcast who's not at the level you want to be on, do me a favor. Over the next week, until we come back on this podcast next week, do me a favor and write down every question that you have 
and every gap in your life, in your business, in your area, your marriage, whatever area you are not, your health, what information do you need to hear in your health? I told you, there were some things that Sean said that just pricked my heart that got me in gear and, and say, yo, it's time to go. Like it was just some information I didn't have. Ask it, write down, do me a favor, write it down. Every question, explicit information. Don't write down like, don't be the 17 year old kid asking how you run a company of 25 employees. Don't do that. Write down all the questions you have and how they could help you and, and how it could help you change your life. Write down those questions. Like literally write them down. If you could talk, okay, you got 10 minutes with ET. Are you going to sit there and tell E how sweet you are? Are you going to ask him questions that could possibly prick your heart, change your mind, or take you to the next level financially? If For those of you who, who would like to talk to myself or Carl, what questions would you ask? Seriously. Even, even though some of the ask ET questions, 90% of them I just don't even read or I just have fun with them. But I'm like, yo, if you do so happen to get it read on there, why you want to know uh, stupid stuff? Like ask explicit questions that can help you go to that next level, that can help your family change. I told Marty, uh, he called me last night. He was kind of nervous about his keynote. He was like, yo, I've been doing these keynotes for grown folks. Like, these are kids. I never did this before. And I said, man, listen, you, there's no reason to be nervous. You have the power and ability to say one thing that could literally change somebody's entire outlook on life. If it's just one student, you could change their entire lineage with something you say tomorrow. And you guys listening, for those of you who, like, like I said, if you're already where you need to be, forgive me. I monopolize this podcast. This is not for you. But for those of you saying, yo, see, I need to get to another level financially. I want to take those trips with my family. I want to be able to buy that car and that house. And I want to be able to give my wife, you know, the life she deserves. And my kids, you know, need to go to this particular school or this particular camp or they need to take this particular trip. Like, I'm just looking at our lives, guys. And there's information that has allowed us to live at this level. I look, Josh just got back from Scotland. You know what I'm saying? Josh took Huddy over to Scotland. For 12 days over there for a world golf tournament. Like, what kind of exposure is that? What kind of, like, it took uh, Bear to London for, like, four plays. Like, she saw four plays in, like, the London Theater District. Like, what kind of exposure is that? I believe that everybody deserves to take their family to do something like that, to expose their family to something like that. And the only difference between Josh and you, if you're not at that level, is information. And that's how do you it. get information? That's By it. asking questions and learning. Yeah, you have it, to bro. know what you don't that's know. Yeah. Say that again, though, see, because there are a lot of people out there like, well, I grew up here, you know, or I, I didn't have both of my parents or my oh, mom no and question. dad died. Or, yeah, for real. Like, uh, to make that uh, statement again that you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you deserve you, it. Yeah. Listen, man, I yeah. came from a the, the most blue-collar background you could ever imagine. My father worked at General Motors. My mother still, to this day, God bless her heart, she will not quit to save her life no matter how hard I try to talk her into it. Still works at CVS Pharmacy to this day. We grew up as blue-collar as blue-collar get, and now, doggone it, my kids got, like, gold medallion status on Delta. Wherever you were is not an excuse for staying there. And it's nothing wrong. I'm not even mad at how I grew up. My parents instilled values that were tremendous, but my job is to take it to another level. If you're listening to this podcast, your job is to take it to another level. And not knowing is not an excuse for never finding out. And I promise you, for me, I just had to get information. I got information being around E. 
Like E was the first one who taught me about multiple streams of income. Where I come from, you get a job, you go to work, you get a, you go home, you get a check, and that's it. You don't you don't try to do a whole five six things. Like you you, you don't. There's not five six. I can't. I'm I'm not even trying to be funny. But E, since we had that conversation, how many? Just both of y'all ballpark. And this is information. How many streams of income do you think we have, big or small? Just as a company, like different places that money comes in from. Just take a ballpark guess. I know you can't even count it up right now. I'm just saying at least seven to ten. Oh, I'm, I was going to say And Carl to would know better like because Carl saying. probably yeah. sees everything come in a little bit more yeah. than me and E. Yeah. So I would say, I was going to say 15 to 20. If you just really want to okay. break it all the way down uh, to like real, every penny. But either way, let's go. Let's split the difference gotta, between Carl and E. I got to talk to Carl. Y'all got some streams I'm not aware of. Oh, well, sorry about that. We, <laughs> we got to do something to make up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, just keep going out there and doing what you do. <laughs> you know what don't, don't worry about what uh, Ash doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you just worry about Eric Thomas. <laughs> um, but, but, but that was information that we got, though, E. I don't know. I, and E, I don't know where you got the information, but E imparted on me. He says, see, we will never be millionaires, and that's what God's called us to be. We will never be millionaires if we rely only on speaking. Because when I came in, I was like, oh, okay, bet. Me and Carl going to help E be the number one speaker in the world, and we just all going to be millionaires. E was like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. We have to have multiple streams of incomes. We have to have books. We have to have audio. We have to have programs, conferences. We need all of these things if we're going to do it. And so right there, boom, bingo, I got the information. C, st start creating multiple streams of income. And that right there is information that can change your mindset. And I'm telling you that, man, that's what, oh, it's so frustrating. And I tell people all the time, people are like, yo, you really think everybody could blow up and be a millionaire and be successful? I say, absolutely. And somewhere in your heart, you hear it and you thinking I'm trying to say it like on some like motivational speaker type stuff. I promise you, that's not my thing. But what I'm trying to say, listen, what I will say to go a caveat is everybody won't be a millionaire. Everybody won't right. be a six figure right. earner. It won't happen, but it could happen. But yeah. it's about the information. I promise you, you're looking at cats who Carl, I mean, he took 12. Carl, the only smart one on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he and I, <laughs> bro, I promise you, 18 on the ACT, three times I took the ACT. I got 18. He took 12 years to get a four year. And I promise you, we still blew this thing up. But it had everything to do with getting the right information. information. And so it has nothing. Yeah. I promise you. Jamal charging two. Ah, oh, Kenny, I'm not even supposed to say it right now because we, we're still in beta testing. But Maul is killing it with the real estate course. He charging $2,000. I promise you, Carl, how much should the course be? Oh, easily 10 to 15. Easily 10 grand. to 15 grand. Maul is giving people information. My brother. Is buying the property right now off the information that Maul got. That right. thing is going to net him $1,500 a month for the rest of his life. I'm talking about right. for the rest of his life, $1,500 a month, an extra $1,500 a month off the information that Maul gave him. Carl already got his second property and his cash flowing. Right. I don't even know. Carl got more money than all of us, right? And Carl got yeah. his second property working <laughs> on his third second property property. only yeah. because of right. information. Carl is about to be a millionaire right. off of information. Nothing else. And because you so and because you come into the game, oh see, I just got another speaking engagement. I'm doing this. Oh, look at my YouTube. I'm the sweetest out. I'm the hottest out. Okay, cool. I don't have no information to give you, bro. You that sweet, zero. And you end up missing on information that could take your family and you to the next level. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox now because I'm starting to get pissed.
I sat back and I'm listening to you. So I want to tell that person, congratulations. You you actually made it to the top of your class. Congrats. congrats. You know what I'm saying? Great job. Oh, no, you didn't, though. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you say that because you didn't. We're talking about, he's talking about somebody who calling them because they need a job. Think about Mm. that, Carl. No, I'm just saying that's how sick people are in their mind. You calling E because you need a gig. Wow. So you're simultaneously telling me you're not sweet enough to earn on your own. And so you need me. But let me tell you how sweet I am. Mm. It doesn't make sense, Carl. Like we're not even talking about people who are at the head of their class, because most of the time people who are at the head of the class understand what it takes to get to the head of the class and also working on staying there. And so E, this person, if I'm not mistaken, was calling because they were in a financial struggle or or, or some type of struggle. Mm. Some type of struggle. I don't know what struggle they was in, Carl, because I, I never got to. Like, they kind of told me that, but they more told me what they were sweet at. Oh, it was I don't really there. even you know what they were. Yeah. The, 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 so what I'm trying <laughs> to say is you got $250. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you got disconnected right at the right time, bro. Yeah, no, no. So, see, I'm saying so somehow, and, and this is the weird part, but somehow you might be sweeter than the people around you is what I was trying to oh, get okay, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Somehow, even if it's not real, even if it's not real, somehow in your mind, you sweeter than the people around you. And I remember Walt said it, Yana, if you remember, Walt said, like, yo, if we walked into a room, and he literally did, but with Warren Buffett, that av- the average income in that room has just gone up to millions, maybe yeah. billions, just by you walking into the room. That, listen to what I'm saying. The average income has gone up. But if you're in a room with... Uh, three other Negroes that ain't making no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's three other people. Like, for real, you you, you congrats. You did good. You just about averaging your group, and you were doing what you, you know, pretty much what was expected of you. But I'm challenging people for real. And it sounds so simple and cliche, but C said it. Like, yo, I asked the right people the right questions. Now, you had to get into the environment with the right people to ask the right questions. So you connected with E first. Now that's connecting you with people like John Maxwell's people, people in Tony Robbins' camp. Like, we connect into people that's been doing this thing for 20, 30 years, and just the missing piece is you. See, just said it. Like, the missing piece is you sitting down and stop being dog on it, like thinking you're deeper than the rest of the rest of the world. The, the hurdle for most people see is, and I'm not, I'm not even fronting. Humans are like our our nature is selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like that's our nature. And I'm saying you gotta be aware first of all that that's who you are. Like, don't trip. All of us got a selfish bone in there somewhere. E about the, the most selfless person that I know. But I'm just saying, all of us got some kind of selfish bone. So you kind of get like, okay, I, I want to make sure. You see the people that come on Shark Tank, it's just like, I just want to kind of get my product out here. Maybe like maybe just in this conversation with E, he'll hear how sweet I am and give me a lick. But just the reality of the fact is like, dude, you are selfish. And the reality is you're only thinking about yourself. And you've been in a, a situation for too long where it, somehow it looks like you don't Yeah, I promise right. you, bro. I'm just, uh, one of the gifts God blessed me with is I promise you, I know when I'm trash at something. Like, I, bro, you talk yeah, about no, self-assessment. Bro, I promise that's you, a gift. I will be the first. We had tax stuff, dude. I looked at my wife and said, listen, get this out of my face. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to look like, bro, my brain, it just start freezing up. I don't know what it is. Bro, I know what I'm not good at. Like, I can tell you right now, even within this particular space, I, Carl, have I ever tried to come over there and be like, yo, let me see the back end of that website. Let me see how they doing the code. Oh, never. I, bro, never. never. 
Bro, I just know that ain't my gift. No, no. Somebody asked me. This is funny. See, somebody asked me recently in the company, like, yo, um, I'm going to ask CJ about that because I don't know if that budget. I was like, please don't waste CJ's time. Like, CJ has never logged into our bank Never. Account. Not one time. Never. I'm like, don't waste CJ's time on that foolishness. Like, I can't give you the answer right now. Like, don't Exactly. Do but because, like, oh, again, real? you don't even, you know, you're not even taking the time to see what you actually need. And so, for me, Carl, I'm just sitting there like, wow, if we could, you know, it's funny. I was watching, um, my mother-in-law's here. We were watching uh, America's Got Talent the other day. And it was funny because, you know, Simon on there. And my man just keep it real. Like, you know, like, you know, for the most part, he a gorilla or whatever. But for the most part, he just telling the truth of what everybody else seeing. Now, you might get some other people on there, Gabriel Union. She like, oh, you could tell she not necessarily trying to tell anybody they trash, right? And so I was like, my head, it's funny, just last night I was watching in my head. I was like, wow, if we could all just have a mini Simon Cowell in our pocket who could just pop out Mm. and tell you the truth, like once a day. Like, you get to lying, you get to thinking something you're not, and Simon just pull out, like, no, nah, you trash. Like, I just think we would be so much better, and I don't mean to say that in, like, how you, like, with low self-esteem or, like, thinking you're not good as a person, but I think we get, an, most of us have an, uh, um, what is it called, an unhealthy sense of exactly how sweet we are, and I think that leads to us not being able to get the information we need, not being open to receiving the information we need, or never seeing the gaps. Like, E, you remember you had to get rebaptized. You were like, oh, okay, like, I didn't realize I got the gap, but now I see the gap. Like, I got a a bit of an anger issue. I got a temper. I can explode, especially when I'm hangry. You know what I'm saying? That was when you were vegan. Um, yeah. But but you were like, all right, cool. All right, God, I need help. Like, help me. No question. Like, and and yeah. he didn't say, all right, C younger than me. He don't know. How could C tell? Uh-huh. Like, yo, he hit me. was like, yo, C, this what D saying. Like, yo, you've you been around me forever. You, you see the gap? Help me fix it. Like, and so uh, I think just, man, that, that just, as he not even as a, I know we talking kind of about money, business, but just as a person, man, you could just get so much better as a person as well. Oh, so I want to I want to do this because we're running out of time. So let's just you know for those GED, you know what I'm saying asking questions for dummies. Let's just start all over from the top. Do not go into an opportunity to go to the next level with statements. Kill all statements. If you're going to a meeting, kill all statements. If they're not asking you a series of questions for your wealth, your knowledge, you're asking them. Do do me a favor when you come and talk to ET. Give, give, give me 30 seconds to a minute with what you feel the problem is. I don't need no statements. So don't, don't come to me with statements. Come to me with questions. All right? That's number one. Okay? After I give you the statement, after I make my statement, don't, don't give me your statement about my statement. All right? Don't do that. Don't, don't tell me <laughs> how you feel about my statement. Don't, 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 don't like, you know, go Einstein on me. I'm not interested. If you're coming to me, and you're asking me a question, let me give you my answer. I'm not interested in your answer, all right? Listen, no talking, listen. When you go into a meeting, no talking, listening. Now, depending on who you're talking to, have a timeline. After 15 minutes, you lost me. I'm not interested in being on the phone with you no more. You lost me because I want you to take the one thing I told you and go do that. I don't want to tell you 10 things and don't worry about it. Don't don't feel like this going to be my one chance with E.T. No, it's not. If you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to see me on a regular basis. 
So don't feel like that. If you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to be you're going to be rocking with us in your own, you know, space, your own sphere. Right. So do me a favor. No more talking. I want ears. Go let both of your ears, let that sizzle in your spirit. No, both <laughs> your ears. I want both your ears into this thing, not your mouth. Now, again, I'm not telling you you need to come talk to me. You on the phone like who he think he is. I don't think I'm nobody. But if you think I'm somebody and you come to me and ask me a question, let me lead. Let me lead. Like, because I ain't ask you no questions. So let me lead. Let me talk. Let me do the talking. No statements. Now, here's the last thing. Think about the questions you're going to ask before you ask them. Think about the questions you're going to ask before you ask them. Matter of fact, go look up in Google how to ask good questions. So Carter Glass, Chicago, Illinois, kids in the stocks and bonds. He's in the trading, right? He's, he's Jalen's uh, guru. Carter Glass came to me and was like, yo, E, I know you met with Warren Buffett. You was in the room with 30 other men. Boom. Hey, I, I, I'm meeting with like the, the dude that's like might be number two or number three to Warren Buffett. I didn't know my man's name. He was like, yo, E, what question would you ask or how would you to ask a question differently? Because I went, man, my man is studying his questions, y'all. He got questions and he like, E, he go my questions. But I want you to look at my questions and I want to make sure my questions are straight because I only get so much time with my man. I don't want to ask no dumb question. What question would you? And I said, I'm going to be real. I'm glad you asked me the question. Nobody ever asked me. I said what I did wrong when I was in that build that room that day. I asked and I got great information, but I got generalization. I didn't get specifics. So, yeah, I know he trades and I know he does this and that, but I didn't ask him for his unique techniques. I should have asked for his unique techniques. It's what I should have asked for. Not that he reads this and that he does that, but how do you like, how do you approach reading? What makes your reading different than about like how are you able to extract stuff out of what you read? I didn't ask that question. And so here my man about to go in with a with a with a more, as C said, uh, um, uh, he's gonna solicit explicit information. And I, I and mine was more general, you know what I'm saying, if that makes sense. So I want to say this to you guys. If you ask the right question, you're going to hear the right information. You go apply that right information. Now, she asked me something earlier. I just want to give you all a prime example of how this thing worked. She was asking me how my workouts went. I'm going to be real with y'all. I just found out, and this is for those of you trying to lose weight. I promise you, you'll never got it. I, when I tell you, I used to think that I had to run miles to lose weight. It, first of all, I got, I got new information. It's a lifestyle. All right. So first of all, I realized like I, I'm a jogger. I love to jog. So I was like, yo, if you love jogging that much, go do it once or twice a week. But don't do it to like in terms of your, you know, whatever you want to call this journey you on. Don't do it for that. Actually, when you get on a treadmill, if you're going to get on a treadmill, doing intervals, sprint intervals is way better than running. You get way more out of it than you get out of running. But listen to me, guys, I'm being real when I tell y'all. Weight loss is not done in the gym, right? I got some new information. Weight loss is done in the kitchen. Weight loss is not, I don't know if y'all caught what I just said. Weight loss is not done in the gym. It's not. That's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the fakest thing you will ever hear in your life. That's false information. Whoever gave you that information is fake. That's fake news. Weight loss is done in the kitchen. It's done meal by meal, bro. It, it don't have nothing to do with you. You you can go into the gym as much as you want to. If you're eating, a, if you have a certain type of diet, 
I promise you, you're not going to, you, nobody ain't going to be able to tell you in the gym. So number one, I realized like, yo, eat. All you got to do is eat right. You, you feel me? There's certain things that you put into your system. You putting a whole bunch of sugar in your system. I don't care if you get on a treadmill or not. You eat a Snicker bar. It, you might have to be on a treadmill for about four hours to get that Snicker bar. <laughs> I'm just being real. <laughs> Off one Snickers. That's for, for those of y'all 35 and up. You know yeah, no, 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 for real. That's what <laughs> I'm talking 18, to. You're uh, 18. Enjoy, yeah, you enjoy good to your go. Snickers. Yeah, yeah you're good to go. But I'm saying for real, and I'm not telling you don't eat it. Oh, I'm no, just trying I'm, to tell bro, you. I'm, I'm, la- I'm, I'm laughing, yeah. but I'm crying on the inside. So, yeah, I'm just saying. So, so if you don't want to get on the treadmill for four or five hours, just don't eat a Snicker bar. You good? You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, like, don't don't eat sweets, and you good? Like for real, don't eat sweets. Don't eat bread. Like it's just certain things. If you don't eat, you ain't never <laughs> got to go in the gym. And then when you go in the gym, you ain't got to get on the treadmill. If you actually lift weights, and I'm not talking about like you know, being a uh, football player. But if you just do a little resistance, you know, um, p- p- uh, t- t- man, TJ taught me this, y'all. I called TJ. I was like, yo, TJ, for real, like, this your lane, bro. Like, I told him what I did. He's like, yo, E, don't do that. One day you push weights. One day you pull weights, you rest. And I was like, well, I've been pulling. He's like, no, 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 don't ever do back to back. You're killing your muscles when you do that. Do this, do that, and then you're good to go. And I promise y'all, I lost 10 pounds in about, a week and a half just by eating right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not going to lie to you who listen. I was in the gym. I, I mean, I was on the treadmill killing it, but that, I know that didn't have anything to do with it. You know, and then again, it's a lifestyle. If you want to lose weight, you, you don't lose weight by going to the gym and trying to get off in two weeks what you put on in two years. It just don't work like that. Like your body don't even respond like that. You know, so again, information, talking to Sean Stevens. Sean, and she was the first one told me, and I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to be funny, but I like to run. Okay, so what you like to run? But when I got on the treadmill and just did the sprint boys, and now I'm doing 30 minutes of sprints, it's giving me way more than what it give me if I just run 30 miles, you know, a day. You, you feel me? So I'm just trying to tell y'all, but then I get way more when I'm eating um, um, salads, you know, and not fried chicken, but a chicken breast, you know what I'm saying? When I'm eating a certain way, I'm telling y'all, it's, it, com- it comes off. So I just want to say to you guys, a lot of y'all are working off of misinformation. You're, you're running off of something that mm. your mama told you and you love your mama, but your mama ain't never done entrepreneurship a day in her life. You, you and your little homies, y'all talking amongst each other and y'all telling each other what y'all need to be doing, but none of y'all ain't never been six-figure in- income earners. It doesn't make you a bad person, but a lot of you are moving off the wrong information and then a lot of you got pride. I have no pride. I already know that I do not come from um, wealth. I come from a working class community. So anything you want to share with me about wealth, I am li- I'm literally willing to shut up. I'm the number one motivational speaker in the world. I'm not the number one everything else in the world. I got one area where I'm decent. There's a whole bunch of areas I don't know, and I want to learn, and I want to not only learn, I want to be able to apply that. So today was just about for real. We, nobody's saying you're not sweet. Nobody's saying you got to walk in the room and act like, you know, you 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 got low self-esteem. Nobody's saying that. But we are saying next time someone's teaching, why don't you get taught? All right. Next time someone's teaching, why don't you get taught? It's like that. What? And that's the way it is. You know uh, how else it is? I, I'm sorry. I don't know how else it is. How else is it? <laughs> it is uh, Organifi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As always, man, this podcast is brought to you by Organifi, superfood green juice powder that the whole crew is on. If you've listened to this podcast 
and you have not ordered your Organifi, shame on you. All right, that's how we keeping it together over here. You, you, these, uh, these dad bods ain't built overnight, okay? <laughs> Matter of fact, that Organifi might pull their sponsorship <laughs> now. Um, but no, nah, man, we uh, all of us, man, have been on the Organifi Heavy. I know E's on it daily. My wife is on that uh, gold turmeric every single night before we go to sleep, man. It relaxes her, allows her to get a good night rest, and uh, I stay on the green preferably. I guess so. That And then, Carl, what's your favorite one? Uh, I'm on all of them, dude. I'm hitting green and green and gold. Okay, got you. I just I'm most I'm probably 85 percent on the green juice. Um, But anyway, man, look, if you're tired of juicing, if you can't do it every single day, if you know you forgot to go to the grocery store, whatever, boom, you pull out a packet of Organifi green juice, flick the top a couple times, tear the seam, pour it right into your water bottle, shake it up, and you on the road, man, with some of the most healthiest green juice nutrients on the planet. All right, so go to Organifi.com, use the promo code SUCCESS, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, promo code SUCCESS. Man, there's a reason we are one of the um, highest grossing podcasts in terms of, you know, the Organifi, uh, and that's because the people who order it, they keep going back and ordering it. So uh, we appreciate everybody out there who's supporting us, supporting the podcast, supporting Organifi, and um, yeah, go check it out. E, what were you about to say? Ted just hit me up. Ted hit me up 6.37 in the morning, bushy, tell bright eye, like, E, you, you, did I wake you? I was like, no, nah, Ted, I'm on oh, the podcast. No. So he's like, you coming <laughs> no. down? I'm like, I'm definitely coming down. Guys, we got a new insider. You, you guys, many of you met Robert, um, uh, my Vegas insider. You met him at the San Diego conference. But we got a new and improved um, insider. Yeah, he with this we again, see? <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. Um yeah, shout out to them, man. We've been doing the hosting the uh, real estate events over at the Swiss Hotel in Chicago. Yeah. Gorgeous hotel, yeah. um, man, that they've been, you know, blessing us with. Jamal got the whole uh, crew over there, man. Five star, just incredible place uh, that we toured through and now had the events over there. So shout out to I'm Chicago. I'm going to send a pixie of uh, I'm on the 39th. They put us in a phen- phenomenal um, suite here, executive suite overlooking the Navy Pier. We got. Carl, oh, was you it one of the ones we um, went yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. You got to help me, Carl. Carl, you got to help me with. I don't Ooh. know if this is a 90 degree angle because I can see on the, the day is dying in the west, so it must be rising in the east. Mm. Okay, I'm in the east, Carl, going over to the, I don't know what side of the, the, um, the river this is, but yeah, I got, I can pretty much see. Uh, yeah, 90, 90 degree angle car walk through. I mean, man, glass. You can walk all the way through, go on the other side, see the other side of the city, right here from my bedroom, wow. right here from the living room. So this sucker is, uh, this would make Didi want to stick with me. See, even though I forget. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, D- I ain't know D was with you. Oh, come on now. It's a new day in Zion. <laughs> I thought, you know, you was in and out. So y'all drove in? No, what, no, 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 Chicago. No, we we flew. This is how you know we big time. We oh, flew, flew into Chicago from Flint, Michigan. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> like a, a 14 minute flight. <laughs> yeah, easy. Right. All the 14. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We flew like, yo, we big time. We didn't flew from from Flint. We, no, no, from Flint. We oh, from the camp. I was like, he was in the camp, but then he was going. Oh, yeah, no, I could have drove there faster than that. Yeah, by the time, because <laughs> you know, Diddy, Diddy got to get to the Flint Airport two hours early too. <laughs> no, the Flint Airport, bro. We, yeah, Diddy was like, "You we rushing?" I said, "Diddy, we not." The flight leave at two twenty eight. We left. We can at get there at two twenty six fifty. 
Yeah, we left at one. No, no, we literally left to get. We really we left about 135, 140, got to the airport about 150. Didi was like, we leaving 30 minutes. I said, boo, we're going to have time to go get something to eat. Bruh, I, she thought I was playing. <laughs> the lady who took our bags was like, you fine. Don't worry about it. I'll hold the plane up for you. Didi thought she was playing. We got on the plane. That lady had just taken our bags and put our bags on the plane and was walking through the tunnel. I was like, Didi, I told you this flat. I promise. Oh, yeah. Y'all went over there. I know what you, y'all ate some chicken tenders then. Oh, no, no. We didn't eat, eat at that place, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah. That, I was about to say, it's the only thing fire. they got in the Flint airport is chicken tenders. Oh, um, no. It looked like that. Spot. See, that restaurant looked like it was fire, though. Oh, yeah. No, not, not, I just meant the little quick joint, though, not the sit down. Okay, okay. They got the little bar okay, yeah, lounge yeah, thing right there, there, but, you know, anybody yeah. got time for that. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I, hey, you know, you know, I had to eat here. I ended up getting to the hotel and just did something from uh, the hotel. But, yeah, look, y'all, for real. What'd you do, eggs and chicken breasts? Yeah, right. Nothing different oh, yeah, with the yeah. rice on the side. Oh, no rice. No rice. Not the hip-hop no, no preacher. Rice. No, bro, What'd you I told do, you, e? you quiet. What, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, uh-uh. I hear you say it again. I said, no, what, what did you say? Do? What did he say? What'd you order? Oh, here? Oh, I got a chicken salad. You know that's all I eat now, see? I don't eat nothing else. Uh, okay. All right. We're making sure. You know what I'm saying? Was yeah, no, no, I'm saying I don't eat nothing else. i keep you honest. That's all. Well, hey, y'all know y'all know the garlic bread, boy. I ain't gonna do no garlic bread. I'm gonna go ahead and make me a sandwich, a grilled chicken sandwich. But um, but no, I wanted to say this before we went to the Ask ET. I don't know if we're doing that segment or not, but I'm looking out at the Navy Pier, y'all, for real. And I have to say this. Uh, I'm gonna think I'm gonna say it tomorrow in the commencement speech. But guys, for real, I grew up going the home run in. Like we never, and again, we always have to preference it with. You know, we're grateful for our family. Like, I ain't dogging nobody out. Uh, we had a great time as kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, 79th and Halstead, we had a great time playing on the, tra- the train tracks, you know, that whole nine. But as an adult, you know, um, I am here looking at the sun rise on the Navy Pier, looking at Chicago, which is beautiful during the day, watching the boat taxis, you know, go back and forth. There are a group of people who are outside running. And I just want to say to you guys, you can do it, man, for real. Like, for real, you can do it. You have everything it takes. It, I don't care if you're smart, if you feel like you're not smart, if you feel like you were born on the right side of town, if you weren't born, like, it really doesn't make a difference. You just have to make a decision. And as we make the right decision, we make it that much easier for our children. Just watching Jalen on the news, you know, both days, you know, his, his mom is so funny. She's always, like, critiquing, listening. And I, when I tell you, I'm not saying it's because my son, if y'all, if, if you really know me, you know, for real, I'm hard on my kids. Like, I don't play that. Like, I'm, I'm not the parent that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, super encouraging your kids. But for me, I know that they're going out into the real world. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm definitely the Simon when it comes to my kids. I may not be like that with other people, but when it comes to my kids, I try to be very transparent with them so that they're moving with truth and not with, um, you know, my dad going to always tell me something encouraging. Like, I'm not the motivational speaker with my kids. And to see my son in the role he was in yesterday, it was like, yo, for real, he is not. And I had to get on him, see, because a couple of times he was like, yo, dad, I'm going to need you to go and open it up. And I was like, Nehemiah got it. You know, Chuck got it with the, with, with the chest. He's like, no, but the kids respond better to you. And I'm like, yo, son, I promise you, y'all got this. You don't need me. Like, and I felt good. Like, I'm your little blankie, but I'm like, yo, bro, y'all got this. Y'all don't need me. And I actually removed myself a couple of times 
and just got away because I was like, yo, you, you, you got it. You put a phenomenal camp together. You, you got the right people here. Like, I'm going to get out the way. But to see him on the news, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing the news like that. You know, um, I, 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 you know, some of the opportunities that he had, I didn't have those. So I want to say to those parents out there who are afraid, imagine if you leave it for your kids, how afraid they're going to be. Like, do your kids a favor. Do your um, cousins, nieces, nephews, your community, church members, whatever. Do them a favor. Like, you do it so that when they look at you, they can go, I can do it. So I'm just looking at the Navy pier like this in, in this in this executive suite. And I'm not looking at it like, man, nah, 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 I'm better than you. This, I'm, you know, this is exclusive. You know, you can't get access. You can. You know, and that's what we're here to tell you. We're here. And if we can do it, you know what I'm saying? You can do it. And, and maybe you don't want to do the Navy Pier in Chicago. Like maybe you want to be in Europe or maybe you want to be in Hawaii. I, I don't care. But we're telling you, we did that. We did Hawaii. How long ago was that? Like we've been there, done that. You could do it. Like I don't know how long ago it was, but we were actually rented a house and was cooking in the house and on the porch and watching the sun rise and set. So I, I just want to encourage those of you who are listening, get to ask the right questions, get around the right people. Take the information they give you and apply it. And you too, whatever your dreams and goals are, you can literally be living in that right now and not listening to a podcast wishing you could do it, but you could physically do it. Well, well I guess that was the nugget of the day. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for the nugget of the day right now. <laughs> uh, Carl, announce, church announcements. What we got for them? Church announcements. Hey, make sure y'all go to etinspires.com. We literally, last night, um, I'm working with uh, a, a friend of ours in Australia. We're working international now, y'all, and we put together the 1% Challenge. So go to etinspires.com and just click on that 1% Challenge. You do not want to miss this. It's an all-new 30-day challenge, man. We're holding you accountable again. Like, like we just talked about on the podcast, we're going to provide the support that you need to help you to see who you are, see your full potential, and go get it. That's what we're trying to do. So 30 days, we're starting on July 1st. Yeah, 90 was so too much, Carl. To make sure you get 90 was too it much. Was, like we did was. the 90 day, yeah. the, the Q1 planner, Q2 yeah, planner. For real, much. we listened to feedback. We got the feedback from people. I was like, yo, E, I fell off on this day. I fell yeah, off on that yeah. day. And it's like, all right, we're going to make it yeah, even. We're doing whatever days. we can, y'all. Yeah. It's, see, see the line, let me go back real quick. The line from uh, John Maxwell, dude, that you came back and told me was, it is our responsibility to get this pe to people. And we've taken that serious, y'all. So we, we listened to what you guys said, and now we got the 30-day challenge, man. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this 30-day challenge like, are y'all serious? We giving away, I'm on you now. Like, we giving away all of this? Right, bro. For, and, and just to but be real, it's a dollar me. a day. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. God gonna bless us for it, but it's literally a dollar a day for thirty dollars, man. E, we threw in. I'm E. I'm sorry, E. I'm gonna just let you know. We threw in some marriage stuff in there. We threw in some financial stuff in there. Like I'm saying, the next thirty days, you start at July first. We about to change everything you know about yourself. I'm, I'm not playing. You take this serious because we've taken it serious. Do not play with this. 30 days. And you can redo this challenge whenever you want, but we'll start it. We're starting July 1st so we can go through this thing together, man, and get some people. Like, we're tired of seeing people losing. Like, not playing. We're tired of seeing people losing. He just talked about it. Like, we want to hear more people having this experience. Like, it can be yours. We're not playing with that. So, again, just go to the website, man. Check it out. It's the 1% challenge. You got about 10. What's 11 days? 10, 11 days to make sure you sign up. And get ready to rock and roll. Other than that, he give me the dates for verified. I don't know. I'm off the top of August my head. August 9th, August 10th, 
Um, go to our ET Inspires. I'm sorry. That's everything now. ETinspires.com. Oh, everything. It's on there too. That's what I'm okay. saying. It's one stop shop uh, I was now. Say, Instagram. I did a uh, interview with QDZ for Verified Conference. Oh, yeah. Let me tell y'all. Q, you know, again, started from the bottom. Now he's got his own TV show. The Q in Philly, his hometown, is syndicated in major cities across the country. And he's doing radio. He was just talking about what it was like, man, going from, you know, nobody knowing who he was to, you know, not him being friends with Kevin Hart, you know, the Meek Mills, the Roots, you know, the Jill Scotts of Philly, like, you know, like having their number in his phone, interviewing them, you know, being in that circle, talked about, you know, going to these private parties and, you know, and making money doing this, you know, and he's like, yo, e, that's what I'm going to talk about for people who want to be on TV. You want to be a star, you know, you want to be verified. And so I, I just was like, yo, this is unbelievable. So Guys, you can listen to the interview on um, ET, uh, ET, the Hip Hop Preacher, uh, on our Instagram. Uh, Instagram. My, what's yeah. his name? Toby and I have an interview this week. Toby's going to talk about going from the Get Twisted Sundays, just braiding his hair with just using his normal iPhone, you know. And this is why this conference is going to be so sweet because, guys, we're not talking about a $10 million or t- even $10,000 or even $1,000 budget for videography. You're talking about him using his phone. And in his living room with his girl braiding his hair, you know, and, and how he took that and he's where he is now. So, you don't, you, I promise y'all, y'all don't want to miss the conference. You want to make money. You want to have influence. You want to make impact in people's lives. And you are a entertainer. Like, that's who you are. That's what you do. You, you, you like to be in the lights, the spotlight. You like to be seen. You're the life of the party. You know what I'm saying? If that's you. Yeah, or those you of you who fire. are like me and run more of the behind the scenes operation who need to learn how to get whoever they working with to that next level too. Yeah. I just want to throw that caveat. Yeah. You need to be there no too. Because a lot yeah. of people, uh, you know, I get a lot of the calls from people who are maybe uh, the right hands, if you will. So, yeah. no, uh, That's I, good. Uh, see, yep, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's yep. why right here. hands, yep. That's why I'm, I'm going to need to be there. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. And then we got this guy. My, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it yet, but words uh, and words, y'all, not only lost 60 pounds. He, I think he said he wants to lose another maybe 100, but not only did this guy blow up, he blew up. Y'all got to hear this. He, he's going to talk about, um, you know, just the baby steps he took in terms of social media, click funnels, et cetera. This dude was like, e, I was I was in a weight loss, you know, uh, battle of my life and I blew up even with my weight loss. So for a lot of you, it's like you thinking, oh, I can't do it because I'm like, nope, my man was like 300 something, maybe even bigger. And while he was losing weight and, and fighting with that battle, still became one of the top, um, you know, young uh, speakers or um, online presence, you know, in a nation right now. So it's going to be people like that coming, talking about literally what they did to get from where they were, where they wanted to be to where they are now. So I, and I'm going to put his pick up on so you guys can see him. But um, I promise you, S2S podcast, this thing is going to be fire. You're going to get real nuggets. Come with your pen, your pad, with your heart open, your mind open. And if you do a told. Uh, Willie Moore Jr., Karen Civil, you know, or QDZ tell you to do. I promise you guys, in those industries, you're going to start to see some growth and progress.
Uh, there it is. Um, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, good. We got Phenomenal Life 2020. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, Mexico. Y'all join us down there. Carl in the uh, background. He had, he had some more stuff for church announcements. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, no, no. That was one of them. So she got that one. Phenomenal Life. And then we got the 1% events. Don't forget that. August, September, yeah. and October. New, New York, August 23rd. New Orleans, September 12th. And that DMV, D.C. area, October 5th. So we come, we come into somewhere that you can get to, y'all. Don't play a game. Yeah. Come to New Orleans, though, and eat with me. I'm eating in New Orleans. I ain't, oh. ain't I'm not on no, mm. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to be on nothing. I'm coming to New well, Orleans. I, I I'm told y'all, that's why we started the show with the dad bought his back in. So eat up. Yeah. Eat away. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what I'm saying? Eat away, though. If you are not in the top 1%, that's this. I'm just saying, who was it for? If you're not in, in Chicago with E looking over the Navy Pier right yeah. now, then you should be at one of these events. That's who it's for. So you ain't got to ask me. Oh, well, I'll be there with about. a pen in the pad. This one is about getting there. And I'm talking about this one is the one that's going to get you there, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll be right there trying to figure out how to get to that view. Because some kind of way me and Carl still at the uh, dad's in. <laughs> you know hey, CJ somehow still in that one bedroom apartment overlooking exactly. his pool. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, that's going to call it for today because I got work to do and we got to get out of here because we are headed out of town. So, um, yeah, we will uh, Yeah, we will see y'all next time. Man, Any anything? Are y'all sure there's nothing else? Why do I feel like I'm missing nothing something? Else. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's well, all I got. It was uh it's been real, man. We appreciate everybody listening. Hey, go go apply some of these things, please, man. Don't make us look please. bad and say you listening to this podcast and you're not growing, man. So go apply the stuff. Um, yeah, we're out of here. We got work to do. We love you. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your